Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, Steve. How's it going, Steve? Hey. What's up? That's it for the regular crew. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no Taylor today. No. Uh, Taylor's out sick. Uh, hopefully not with COVID, because that would just be terrible. That's just yeah. not fun. No. Uh, no. But with us is Beck. How's it going, Beck? Hello! <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm so excited. Finally! <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're a big fan of uh, horror movies. As I can tell, whenever you wear your hoodie that has like all the horror icons on it, and uh, just a great sweater. Um, I'm, I'm wearing it right now, actually. <laughs> nice. Legit. Nice. Keep it on brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. We're, we're going to be talking Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Bobby. I was really drunk last night. I was rewatching this, and I kept saying Bobby. <laughs> to the annoyance of others. I don't even know what accent that is. I don't even know either. I was just. Really... <laughs> I don't even think it is an existent accent at all. It's just a speech impediment. Yeah, exactly. Bobby. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was rewatching the movie, and I found out that you can, like, uh, there's this thing like Netflix Party, I think they call it, where you can, like, just mm, watch yep. movies with others. So yeah. I was watching it with a bunch of friends, and I was. At this point, like six drinks in, and I was pretty drunk. And I was just like, <laughs> the, whole, the whole time I'm like, Bobby. So this is really bad. I'm really glad that none of the listeners got to hear that because that would have just been terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Um, a movie that came out in 1968, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 An oldie but a goodie. Uh, I only, I have one very specific complaint about this, and that's that once you know the ending to this movie, I feel like it kind of drags on a little bit. Like, yeah, I you know what? Honestly, watching this movie, I just had that feel. I'm like, man, I wish that I just had a memory wipe before this movie. Yeah, because knowing knowing the twist and knowing how it's presented and everything, you're just waiting for it. Like, really. Um, yeah. And and I I feel like it takes a lot of the the scariness and the creep factor off of this movie, yeah. um, because it, it is very just uh, the 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 beating down of this woman as she gets sicker and sicker in her pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, and, um, her, and she questions whether what what's happening to her is real or not, and. I think if you don't know the twist, then yeah, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you're invested in finding out. But if you know the twist, you know that she's right. So it's more like you're just waiting for her to reach that conclusion. And it's yeah. like, oh, I, okay. I, I will say this, though, that Polanski shoots the fuck out of this movie. It oh, is, yeah. I mean, oh, it is, yeah. It is so crazily well put together. Uh, and, and this was like the capper on his uh, his tenement trilogy. Where he was basically saying that that you know New York uh, high rise living is hell, yeah. Uh, and 
I mean, oh my god, the production design. I mean, on on uh, Ruth Gordon's apartment alone is just yeah. insane. And I mean, the reveals as she's walking through the apartment with the knife near uh, near the final scene. Oh man, it's just so rich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The official summary of this movie: After moving into an apartment with Guy, her husband, Rosemary hears and dreams strange things. When she gets pregnant, she suspects her neighbors have sinister plans for her baby. Spoilers, they definitely do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's funny because, like, this is one of those movies where I think the twist is almost uh, probably the most well-known part of the movie. Yeah. There's very few movies like that. Like, I would argue the the original Planet of the Apes is also like that, where the twist is probably the most well-known part of that movie. But... in saying that, I know a lot of people who've never seen Rosemary's Baby and know nothing mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But I, I feel like if you know that, if you know yeah. that twist and you've seen, like, it's been in a compilation thing, like movies, like basically documentaries about movies and everything, anything about Satan, this movie gets brought up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, um, I think the line that's always used is um, his eyes. What did you do to his eyes? Yeah. He has his father's oh. eyes. Like that one gets yeah. used quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, showing my hand and, and showing trying to my, what I've learned over, you know, the last, you know, over my lifetime, it feels weird. It, it Once you get more educated on everything, it, it just like, the whole Satan side, like if they switched it to just being like devoted to the Lord and and Catholicism and all this stuff, I think it would have been creepier in this day and age. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. Because I, I I you know what I I think Satanism, especially when I, I people need to watch a, a documentary called Hail Satan to 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 really feel this one. I think it gets a bad rap these days. <laughs> I think they're less crazy than some of the more organized religions. Oh yeah. Like that's the one thing I really like about um, The Exorcist is that The Exorcist really like dives into the like religion of it all, uh, whereas this movie it's basically like yeah, Satan wanted a baby and uh, you're carrying his baby basically. There's not too yeah. much religious aspect to it. I mean, there's like a little bit, but it's not as pronounced yeah. as other movies. But and, and Mia Farrow, it, like without her, this movie doesn't work yeah. at all. No. Because she, not only does, is she just like a great actress, but she like she puts her body into this movie, yeah. like heart, like heart and soul. Uh, I mean, how like like she's healthy, she's she's happy. Like, there's everything about her is lively at the start of that movie. At the point where they're just getting their apartment, they're just kind of like in that that still that newlywed kind of glow, mm-hmm. and then. A little bit into being there she she starts to fade a bit and then when she gets pregnant she starts wasting away and there's a there's full scenes where she's standing with groups of people where she looks like a, a fucking mercurial ghost like she's mm-hmm. she is so gaunt yeah sallow looking and it's like holy shit like like it, knowing the twist, you're like this. You know, this the devil baby is taking it over. But not knowing the twist, I, I wonder. I, I'm just wondering how people picked up on that. Yeah, it's funny because rewatching this, I thought this reminded me so much of Hereditary, which obviously I know which one came first. So don't come screaming at me. But mm. 
I was like, hey, you know what? Like, there's this cult that's sort of kind of like used mm-hmm. to sort of make prominence of these societal fears. And uh, I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, okay. Oh. You could definitely do a double feature of Hereditary and Rosemary's Baby easily. I I think, you know, both, because of course we do back-to-back, uh, doing Rosemary's Baby and Possession, the Zulowski movie from 81, it's like the, it's the Ari Aster starter kit. Yeah. Like, it really is. Because uh, yeah. both movies have so many work that he made, uh, both Hereditary and Midsommar. Like, they... They're both move very close in the veins of these stories. I mean, especially this one, the gaslighting, 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, why we chose it? Well, technically, Taylor chose it, and she's not here, so we can't ask. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm, classic, though. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it's, I, it's an easy I, choice. Because, uh, oh, sure. uh, I, I mean... When you're thinking almost a stereotypical horror over the last 60 years, this one is always in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I think it even transcends how shitty that Roman Polanski is as a human being. Yeah, that's the one thing that has is, is near perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one thing that I was, as I was rewatching, I'm like, that's the one thing that hasn't aged well with this movie when you see his name in the title. It's just all. Polanski. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and. Well, but I, I think that this movie showed off, shows off how fearless, well, he still is as a filmmaker. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, I, the, the one scene that stands out to me is the traffic scene. It's her walking into traffic. Mm-hmm. And how, do you know how they achieved that scene? Yes. Oh, they I just walked, he just walked her into traffic. They didn't block it off, nothing. That's yeah. real traffic. Because wow. he and, was like, no one will hit a pregnant woman. Yeah. 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 And he was the only person with her. Like, he's the only crewper. So he put himself in the line of danger as well. But also, he's on the other side of her. Yeah. To the traffic. So, yeah. I mean, you could call it, you know, it, it, it's that, that fine Werner Herzog line. Where is it, are you a dangerous genius? Or... Or are you just a brilliant genius? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. it's a great scene. It's a fantastic scene. And I think it's it's such a... It's a defining line for Rosemary's character, I think. Yeah. And I think uh, this was the movie that put Polanski on the map, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 Because the tenant didn't get... Um, didn't get any kind of critical acclaim until way after. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which... I wonder if, like, he planned it as a trilogy originally, or if afterwards he was like, oh, yeah, let's just piece these two together and this other one. I think, I th- what I think is these movies came, because uh, this one came from a book, right? But yes. I, I think that, um, I mean, because you, you got to think that he's a European thrust into the busiest city in America. Yeah. And yeah, and he was doing quite well in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this what uh, the whole exercise of him coming to America to make film was like to shove him out the door of what his comfort levels are. So rather than seeing the American dream, he saw the American nightmare first. Yeah, and I think that's what he wrote from. Mm. Yeah, which makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. 
Uh, first time we watched this. Definitely Holy crap. I saw this in 1968. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I saw it on the day of release. Yeah. T- time travel. I was... <laughs> I was Adams. <laughs> My mom was like, I don't know, 16. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the first time I watched this was uh, during one of my uh 31 days of halloween which is i do it every year where basically like i choose 31 horror movies to watch throughout october and uh i just decided to put that in as one that i knew i hadn't seen yet and i wanted to see so i just put it in there and watched it and uh yeah it's it's amazing because i had that movie spoiled for me for such a long time so i think that's what kept me from watching it but uh, to actually watch it and see the context of everything i was like oh this is pretty cool um, although I still argue, like, if you could watch that movie without being spoiled, which I think would be pretty hard nowadays, but if possible, yeah. that would just make it such a richer experience. But, uh, yeah, I watched it with the spoiler in mind. And I think even now watching it, like, it's really hard to dismiss that out of my mind. Like, I don't even know if it's, if it's possible nowadays to watch this movie and not know of how it ends before you even like get started with it. So. Well, because the name Rosemary Baby is synonymous now with Son of the Devil. Yeah. The Antichrist. Like, it's just, it's it's hand in hand, and you can't shake that. No. Um, but I still largely, like, I enjoy it for a different level now. Like, I like it for the mm-hmm. cinematography, for the acting. Uh, I think the plot, yeah. Like, the plot's probably my biggest issue, where, again, it's it feels like it's, taking its time to get to a reveal that i already know what it is and it's not the movie's fault because obviously no. like the movie is like almost 40 50 ish years old yeah it's like, like keep going <laughs> it's an old movie um <laughs> even if my math doesn't add up but like it, it's it's kind of hard for movies like that like even yeah uh planet of the apes a movie that i actually enjoy like there's no way you can watch that now without knowing how it ends Everyone knows the ending to it, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I enjoy it again for the acting and for the uh, direction. Uh, Polanski, I mean, yeah, he's probably a shitty human being. I, actually, I would say probably definitely so a shitty human being, but fantastic director, yeah, probably too. Um, yeah. What about you, Beck? When was the first time you watched this movie? Um. I remember like when DVDs were just becoming a thing <laughs> and my mum my mum loves horror. Oh nice. And she she would actually let me pick a horror film to watch. And I had no idea about what this film was about, so I think I was like fourteen or fifteen at the time. Mm. And she was like and I picked it out and she was like, Oh my god, this film's amazing and I was like, What's it about? And she's like, What do you think? I'm like it's about Rosemary's baby. <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember watching it and that first time, yeah, I, my mind was blown. I was like, what is happening? Is she insane? What yeah. is going on? Mm. Um, and that, But yeah, my favorite moment is that reveal of when she sees the baby for the first time, like her reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just like that shot of her eyes just widening like oh i love that shot so much and sound cue too yeah. that 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 warble that warbly uh yeah. trumpeting oh yeah uh i, I mean cuz i really dislike 
the Rosemary's Baby lead in and lead out Lullaby. Mm. It's so really. I I it, well because because it does what it what it's what it's, what it's supposed to. It's unnerving and fucking gross to me. Like it really does because it's oh okay because like, it's, it's against type. Yeah, yeah yeah no no not that oh, I hate yeah. it no 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 I just it makes me feel gross because it's against what it's supposed to be. It's not a lullaby at all. That's it is I something that's gonna keep you up. At night. Yeah and I, it's. I actually... I have that recording. I love it so much. <laughs> and it's 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 Mia Farrow doing the the vocals yeah. too. I actually found that out recently, and I've listened yeah. to it so many times. And then I was like, "Huh, that makes sense." But I love it because it's so simple. Kind of mm-hmm. like when you think about uh, like nursery rhymes and things like that. They're creepy when you realize what they're based off of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, it's weird because there's so much there's so much about this movie like anytime a music score comes in that it feels like temp music almost mm. like that they were going to replace it and they're like ah you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it the way it is and it it, it works so well mm-hmm. yeah yeah like oh just the simplicity of it like i loved that because that's what i i think that's what drew me in at first hearing that i was like oh that's awesome um and and yeah, now like that, you know, as I got older I would rewatch it and yeah, fell in love with like the cinematography. I I don't I know what Roman Polanski has done. <laughs> I, I I do I love his films so mm-hmm. much. Like because oh, I don't know if people know about one. He did a, a vampire comedy called uh, the Phyllis Vampire Killers with Sharon mm. Tate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny. I love mm. that film too. But yeah, his horror works like um yeah. Rosemary's baby is just awful. He also has really great tendencies of bringing some of those elements into some of his, some of his dramatic films. I mean, uh, uh, the pianist has so many oh. moments uh, 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 of pure terror, and, and I think it comes from his past and, and how how he was able to to frame certain shots in his past and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You know- it, you know about how the penis came about like it's based off his personal experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in like yeah oh my god yeah that blew my mind when i found that out. i was like oh god this has a whole other level to it now yeah it, it, and it's fun it, it's really shitty because uh I, I mean especially you know doing film review and everything and 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 being as immersed as we are in all this stuff whenever a polanski movie comes up in conversation it's like how do you att- how do you go forward with it? Do you go forward with it politically, uh, sociology, uh, so in kind of a societal way, or or do you just look at the uh, the art itself? And that's what I tend to do. And yeah, the pianist. That's yeah, like I- writer, yeah. not writer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I and I I mean I really enjoyed Carnage, but. Am I allowed to go tote these as the best movies of the year? No, because I'll get shit kicked on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Twitter, I posted something saying about like how Chinatown was like such a great like sort of noir film, and I got attacked. People being like, "Whoa, how dare you endorse Polanski or something?" I'm like, fuck off. Oh my god. Like, you know, it's a great movie. Like, I'm sorry if mm-hmm. you if you get too engaged with the director and what he has done and like yeah i can can see how it's easy to do 
but mm. at a certain point you kind of have to separate the art from the artist in a way and celebrate it for what it is yeah definitely i mean there's a i mean sorry. there's a reason that polanski is still at a 96 percent for for rosemary's baby is because the movie is fucking incredible there's still yeah. a reason that chinatown inspires new filmmakers every time someone sees it there's a reason for that yeah you know yeah um yeah and it's just shitty because like could you imagine like being in a case where yeah you're you know mia farrow or any of the other actors in this movie or even some of the crew and like you want to celebrate this film that you worked on but this mm -hmm. one person just has a shitty choice in life and uh you know does some criminal stuff and next thing you know you can't really talk about the movie anymore like that sucks yeah. because, you know the that kind of stuff overshadows the actual genuine good that's done in this movie so. well and the and the stigma only affects like mia farrow yeah like it doesn't like people don't look down on john cassavetes for it because he's john fucking yeah. cassavetes exactly yeah. you, know, you know what i mean like, I mean, Mia Farrow's the only one that gets talked about for this one and gets talked down about this movie. It's so sad. I mean, no no one also talks about how this reignited Ruth Gordon's career. Yeah, and yeah. she's so fucking phenomenal in this oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. I she's love so good. And, oh. and then you think you're like, you're like, oh, if we didn't get this, we wouldn't get Harold and Maude. Yeah. Hal Ashby wouldn't have cast her in Harold and Maude. She wouldn't even be auditioning for that movie at the time. Like, um, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figures John Cassavetes uh, gets away with anything, really. Yeah. Uh, to go back, uh, first time I saw this was way back, like nine, like early '90s. One of those movies that uh, my uh, my aunt, the you know, his family friends. Yeah. She had a whole wall of movies. This was on there. Uh. I the cover is so nondescript of this one. It, yeah, it carriage. The hell yeah. is that? Okay, I'm gonna throw that on. And I remember, like, I, I was way too young for it because uh, the 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 social niceties of this movie it just felt boring to me at the time. Mm. But when I watched it later, like in my later teen years, I really, really loved this movie. And then it became a Criterion movie in, I think, 2012. So I had to buy it on Blu-ray because it's... Yeah, I think it might be on the perfect. Criterion channel. And that's how I watched channel. it last night. Oh, yeah? yeah. You watched it on the Blu-ray? Yeah. 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 I'm wondering if it's on the Criterion channel, like the streaming service. It's not. It's not. Oh, that's okay. why I actually had to go through my boxes and dig it out. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and uh, there is all. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of the only release of it now because I think everything else is out of print now. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was, I found a DVD that I had of it, and yeah, it was really kind of like out of the blue because I don't keep DVDs on my shelf anymore. Like I strictly keep my Blu-rays up on my shelf now. So, mm -hmm. but I was like, I knew I had it somewhere, so I was like digging through the box trying to find it. And so I was like, Hey, Rosemary's Baby. There you go. Uh, funny enough, I find a lot of DVDs actually have better special features than a lot of the Blu-rays do. Funny enough. <laughs> yeah. I think nowadays, like, people just don't, like, studios don't put care and attention into special features like they used to in the DVD era. Mm -hmm. 
Now they just figure people mm. just want to watch the movie. They don't want to watch any of the behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff. Also, I guess it's probably hard to do anything with well, you know, Polanski now. The, yeah. Well, the, the messed-up thing is um, they made a sequel to this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the look what's happened to Rosemary's Baby. It was made in 1976. You can't find that, though. Oh, really? No, not on DVD, not on Blu-ray. You cannot find it. It was like a telemovie, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was a television movie. Uh, the only release, the only DVD release they brought was an Amazon exclusive, uh, in 2014. Uh, it's got a really, I mean, the cover looks like a piece of shit. Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's it's a cover. Uh, it looks like CBS television studios. I guess the original broadcasters put it out. It just, it looks like garbage. But it was Patty Duke that plays Rosemary in this movie. Uh, and she was originally intended by the studio. To... Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should get on to um, emails here. Uh, we only got one from Brad. He says, I've only seen Rosemary's Baby. I've never seen any of the, the rest of the Apartment Trilogy. Would you recommend that I watch the other films? Uh, yeah. Yes, the t- yeah, yes. the the tenant uh, would it be tenant, and is it repulsion? Is the other one? Yeah. Yep. Oh my god! Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it, I mean, it's a really really easy answer. I'm I'm sorry. We sounds. Keep in mind, they're not. So, yeah. They're not a trilogy in the sense that they're in no. the same. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like uh, Carpenter it's with a, his Apocalypse trilogy, where they're similar-ish movies. But. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's well, uh, it's it's something that um, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of I don't know, like it's it's a really weird thing, right? Because like hellscapes in in weird areas and he hyper focused on this one for his american debuts like mm-hmm. he be kink when when he started to branch out afterwards i think people are a little a little cold to him until uh some of his great stuff yeah yeah so i don't know i i would definitely say check it out i mean mm-hmm. there's you're not gonna they're all good films um, I think Rosemary's Baby is obviously, obviously the most infamous of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but check out all of them. All pretty good movies. Uh, okay, let's get on to the awards. Got best line in the movie. You have a favorite line? I think I already said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I really have to stick with uh, his eyes. What if he eyes? He's got his father's eyes. <laughs> I mean, that's like the most memorable Those are guys' eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's not John, John Cassavetes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nick Cassavetti goes, "No more drugs for that guy." Sorry, it's a face-off line. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think that's. I would go with that too. I mean, it's really not that original, probably, but I mean, it is the most famous line in the movie. I mean, come on. How did you get that? Like, okay, the um, the very last moment of the movie, because I one of my the lines I also really line of Rockham, aren't you his mother? 
And then is that a is that a, like a midsummer last shot moment for Rosemary where she starts to sing the lullaby and rock the baby? Like she just kind of like a, she, kind of, she just accepts that this is her life now. Yeah. What or is, is or is it like does she have a bit of hope? Like well That's what part, I'm wondering. He's yeah, he's part me, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe I can change. Maybe I yeah. She realization of the power of the mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because in Midsummer, Danny realizes her power at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that is in the last smile, that last moment. Else, other other these people doesn't mean anything. My power is within me, and that's that's why that's why I think she smiles, right? Because she gets her power back. Yeah. Yeah. But and I don't know. I feel that with Rose. That she is the mother over this massively. I mean, she's basically the mother to reverse Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, at least they uh, kept her around. Unlike in the Omen, when uh, you know, give birth to the Antichrist. They just yeah, off, uh, that's know. true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's amazing. I actually do quote this film quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like changing my hair a lot. Um, so when I did cut off. So soon, it's very in right now. <laughs> Can we um, talk about that for a second? <laughs> Holy shit! Like, I I feel like maybe she really did get her hair cut like, during did. the Vidal- movie. Oh yeah, Vidal Sassoon did cut her hair for this film. Oh, uh, with with Polanski's knowledge, like like with yeah, yeah, like was yeah. this part like, of story? So yeah, I, like, I feel it like even says it in the. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's so messed up. Because then it's like, cause everyone's awful to her about her hair. Every like, there's not a single nice thing that anybody says about her hair. Look, this is the worst mistake you've ever made. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know what's funny? After this film came out, that hairstyle became so popular. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because Mia Farrow was a trendsetter. She was one yeah. of the trendsetters of the '60s. Yeah. So it was like her Jackie O. Yeah. The real they were really pushing uh, a lot of different fashion and everything. So yeah, I, I guess the th- is this the pixie cut? Is that am I? This very pixie cut. And the other quote I like: someone's like offering food and no one's taking it. I'm like tennis, anyone? Because. <laughs> <laughs> No one gets it, and I'm like, I'll just, I'll just be here. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit here until you get it. Oh man, yeah, no, um, yeah. But his eyes line, I always like. I don't know. Usually, I, yeah. What I like to do sometimes, like when I'm at a party and someone's really fucked up, I'll be like, his <laughs> eyes. What did you do to him? <laughs> and no one gets it. No one gets it. I, I will have to. I do have to. Uh, this movie and that is rosemary's line of this is no dream this is really happening oh because, yeah that's another great moment yeah. yeah because i think this movie exists largely in the in-between of like is this real or is, mm-hmm. is that i almost went bohemian rhapsody yeah. is this just fantasy <laughs> uh because i i think it's just it it it's completely it's swerving the co- the audience on a constant level uh, and this was a. I don't think we the audiences were duped as much. 
Yeah. So yeah, you don't know. Like, is is she in a reality or is she make is is this all in her head right now? And it, it's, it's that line that makes it that from that point on, you question everything. Yeah. For sure, and I think this movie is almost shot in a way where it's not dream-esque, but you almost start to feel like the cinematography is like almost hinting that it's not quite reality. Like, I don't know. I was... So the camera, the camera will move ahead of the character sometimes. Yeah, it definitely feels very sort of, as it, like there's almost a falseness to it that almost mm-hmm. lends itself to the story where you think, oh, is this all real? Because it doesn't feel real, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's part of the the cinematography of this movie and what makes it so great. Um, you you feel like you're not quite watching the true story, but obviously you are. And I think it's just great. It's what really works with this movie's favor in terms of like the cinematography working for what the movie's <coughs> trying to accomplish. Um, all right, best performance in this movie. I mean, it's got to be Mia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say Mia or Ruth. Yeah. Sorry, John uh, Cassavetes. You, you well, have... Cassavetes is just holding a place, really. Like, yeah. Which is funny, because he's a good actor. but He's yeah. a great actor, but Guy is such a pushover. And, yeah. and then you you don't think... Like, like he's just a cog. He there, yeah. There's no... Like, like, he's only there to say the right things and facilitate everything. Like, he... There, and and I think that compared to you know Mia Farrow who reacts to everything, mm-hmm. and and Ruth Gordon who is I would say largely a, a the one of the ringleaders. Oh, oh sure. she is. Yeah, she's the head bitch. She's oh yeah. Um, Ruth is just fantastic in this film, and and I feel like Ruth, you can you you know that woman. At some mm-hmm. point in your life, you've met a woman like Ruth. Oh, for sure. Yo, totally. Action to the 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 dead body of her tenant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is, is so fucking messed up. Oh yeah. Where you're like, is this like what's going on with her? Yeah, she was so happy. She wouldn't do this. She was cleaning the windows at midnight. Yeah, she was yeah. cleaning the windows. Right, and it's it's John. Yeah. The scene with her and Rosemary, what like a scene before it? No, there's I think there's one extra scene that bridges that. Uh, but you have them talking in the laundry room, and it's such like a a nice moment, really, because yeah. it's like mm-hmm. uh, underlyingly creepy because they keep showing down that back hallway quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it it's the moment of like. Oh, Rosemary has found somebody that she can kind of level with and be content and feel good about her new spot in this city, her new life, and everything. That she has somebody to connect with, and then boom, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She makes that friend, and then nope, you don't get friends in this movie. No, you don't. Okay. It's almost like they knew that right away. Oh, she's got a confidant. Better get rid of them. Yeah, this person would actually be your uh, voice of reason otherwise. So, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah, Right. Um, do you want to know about a fun little cameo I found out about recently about this film? Oh yeah. Um, when she makes the phone call to um the actor who guy got the part because the guy goes blind. Mm. That that voice is Tony Curtis. Wow. Oh yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't know. 
No, she's she trying. She's trying to place who because she knew his voice because they're friends, right? She knew who it was, mm-hmm. but she couldn't place the voice. But they did that just as this disorient her. That's so, so her reactions are very real. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, best kill in the movie. I mean. I mean, oh, is there? Much. No. I, everything's off screen if there is. Yeah. I would say her friend by default, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But they just it's just the reveal of a dead body. Her eyeballs out of her head. Yeah. Again, they don't show you. <laughs> that was cool. They don't, they don't know. They, this was back in the time when they couldn't show you these things. So No. No. And, there was, and, and the blood was very painty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Very... Uh, very much like you could tell it's not real so no yeah. no which whatever that's how it was at the time but uh, but it also i mean inadvertently it adds to the um dreamlike quality that rosemary feels like she's going through at that point oh for sure yeah. um dumbest decision in this movie having sex while chanting oh yeah <laughs> i mean that chanting felt very obvious. It's creepy as fuck. Like the panning up over the 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 wallpaper and everything to the the crown molding and stuff, and then you just hear the chanting. But like, come on, man. I mean, uh... fucking listen. Like sometimes I, I this get you know pulling the curtain back too, but you could hear a fucking pin drop in those times. Especially, oh, yeah. I mean, I, for uh, me, I have kids, right? So you gotta like keep an ear out for shit like that, but. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's chanting going on and you're about to get it on, just stop. Just do <laughs> not do not release your seed in chanting. Um, I think the dude from Midsommar will also attest to this as well. <laughs> yeah, right. That's when the horror kicked in. Wait a second. It's like, wait. This isn't just a fun orgy in a triangular building. <laughs> No, this is right at all. No, no, no. Someone needs to start a very specific letterbox list of characters who have on-screen sex while there is chanting going on. Oh that is the, we at least have two entries. The strength of that libido is just unmatchable. Yeah. Like, well, like, I mean, this isn't the weirdest thing I've done. <laughs> oh, oh, so sad and oh, scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um yeah i think it's time to give this a rating um i give the, i give this like a solid eight out of ten i do really enjoy it. i do think that my main issue is that yeah the plot does feel like it drags a little bit when you know the conclusion uh so there are some spots where i was like checking my while I watch and just being like oh really but the rest it's of two it, hours and 17 minutes long yeah. i mean come on yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know. I just I felt like part of me was just like uh, I really felt like I was che- I was I wasn't as invested knowing how it all ends. But I mean, yeah, the cinematography is still really great. I still really enjoy the movie. It's a real good showcase for the acting talents and sadly mm-hmm. the directing talents as well. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what about you, Beck? What would you give us a score of? Um, a nine, because it is, it's one of my favorite horror films, as well as one of my favorite Polanski films. Um, yeah, I, for me, it doesn't drag. Mm. I like, I like the pacing of this. 
Okay. Um, and yeah, every time just watching Mia go through what she goes through, it's horrible, but she just plays it so well. And and seeing like Minnie, so Ruth Gordon's character on screen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could watch it all day. Um, but, but yeah, so the performances and yeah, the cinematography, like one of my favorite sequences is when she's dreaming and it looks like she's looking at the top of the Sistine Chapel mm. and then all of a sudden you see the, the shelf from the apartment and mm-hmm. you're kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there was also that, um, NBC miniseries that they made in like 2014. Oh, with Rosario? I think Rosario was in it. Was it Rosario? I think it was Zoe I think Saldana. It's- I think. Is it? No, I'm pretty sure it was Rosario. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now because I'm so curious on that one. But it was definitely awful. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't watch the, it. You don't remake this movie. You don't. No, you're right. Zoe Zaldana. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand how this makes any sense. And it was Patrick J. Adams was a uh, guy in this movie um, who's up, from Suits. Came out the same year as Guardians of the Galaxy. Which one do you think she's more well known for? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, this is so that's so disappointing. I heard about this one. I never watched it. I will never watch it. It's pretty bad. I watched it yeah. after watching the original movie. I was kind of curious. And yeah, if you think this movie drags, a four hour long miniseries drags so yeah. much more. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Ugh, that's yeah, awful. It's def- this film is definitely like a standalone film. Like you can't mm-hmm. add a sequel to it. You can't. No, it's just. No, yeah. it's it, yeah. it works on its own and doesn't. I don't think you could ever remake it either because it is such no. a like of the times kind of movie that I just can't mm-hmm. see it working now. No, no, there cannot. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna escalate. I'm gonna escalate above you guys. This is a ten out of ten. This is Way. this is a this is a this is a pillar of horror. Uh, it, it is, uh, and, and I mean, this movie alone makes Mia Farrow a legend. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and, and uh, I, I mean, it's it's it it kind of it's a groundbreaking film because uh, a lot of moves were made because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, oh boy, uh, this is, this tough to say because I think Chinatown is up there too, but this is oh, possibly yeah. Pulaski's crowning achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'd agree with that too. Yeah. It's so, so meticulously constructed. Uh, and as far as if you look in all the films that he'd made up to this point, this is the most polished. This is the first incredibly Polanski to a T polished film that he made. It's interesting that Polanski makes these movies where he just puts his characters through shit. <laughs> like, yeah, just go through hell, uh, almost literally. Uh, and then uh, Jack Nicholson. Like just gets the shit kicked out of him throughout Chinatown. By the end of that movie, oh yeah, he's just got his broken yeah. nose and just shattered soul, and yeah, yeah. It's it's all about running through a field of razor blades and seeing how you come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, Steve, where can people find you online? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Steeple Dead. Uh, you can find my website stevestebbing.ca. I'm on uh, The Shift with Drax every Thursday, Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific uh, across Canada. Um, yeah, that's it for now. I'm, I have a couple podcast ideas 
in the chamber right now that I'm probably going to start firing in the next couple weeks here because this pandemic gives me a lot of time to do that shit. So, yeah. 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 That's uh, been kind of a weird plus I told this is like, I've got a few podcast ideas too that I've just been like, I don't have the time to work on these. And now it's like, well, now I have tons of time to work on these. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Beck, where can people find more of you online if they want Me? To? Me? Um, so <laughs> I'm on <laughs> I'm on Twitter um, at Newt1138. Um, see, I told my, I said my mom's a massive horror fan. She actually named me after Newt from Aliens. Oh, so hell yeah. Rebecca Jordan, so Newt is my nickname. <laughs> um, uh, I'm also a makeup artist. Yeah. Um, so, I and like I said, I love horror, so I do have some cool shit on there. <laughs> uh, yeah. On Instagram, my normal one is Beck2Cs underscore Jordan underscore. That's my personal one. Or if you want to see my makeup, it's Glam Ghoul underscore MUA. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I'm over at threeingreenerds.com where you can get my review of the latest new Hollywood hit, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it yesterday, honestly, and it was better than the first movie, I'll say. Yeah, I gave it like a two and a half out of five. Like it was, okay. it was okay. I felt like I was giving it a slightly higher score, but I'm like, I don't know if that's just because I just haven't seen any new movies in a while, or if it, um, it's actually a good movie. But I settled on two and a half out of five. But uh, uh, can I just throw a recommend before we go here? Just throw a recommendation of something that I watched over the last couple of weeks. You can pick up on VOD. Mm, yes. There's a Russian movie called Why Don't You Just Die. Oh yeah. That's like. It's like Tarantino and Guy Ritchie soaked in cocaine and Red Bull. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I recommend it. It's crazy. Like, it's that that modern Russian cinema, which feels like... It's, I think it's because of Tim or uh, Beckman Bedov, where it's just like... It's like speed and crystal meth infused in it. It's like, it, it's just so frenetic. Uh, but I really dug it. It's crazy, it's stylish, and it's so entertaining. Yeah, I saw that at Fantastic Fest last year. It's crazy, right? Yeah, and like I, I think it was. It's weird because during a festival like that, a lot of movies, even if you like give attention to them, will fall by the wayside. And now that that movie's coming out, a lot of people are checking it out, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is such a weird movie, but in the best yeah. way possible. Oh, absolutely! And it was coming out at like a time that because I because that and she's allergic to cats were the new releases last week, and she's oh, allergic yeah. to cats is like almost unwatchable. Like it is like an er- experimental like art film about some dude that like moves to L.A. to try to make movies, and then he ends up like washing dogs for a living, and it's just fucking. There's a whole sensual in the rain like seduction scene with a girl. And a Congo DVD case. Weird. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I recently watched uh, Cursed Films on Shutter, which is great. Ooh, I haven't started yet, but Exorcist is episode one, right? Yeah. So there's three episodes up. One is for Exorcist, one's for The Omen, and the other is for Poltergeist. My only issue with it is that they pad out the episodes with people that do like real life 
things based on this. So, like, in Ugh. The Exorcist, they find real-life exorcists, and it, it comes across so cheesy. And I'm, but Yeah, the stuff that's, that's not like, needed. Yeah, like, the informal, the information-based stuff, like, the documentary stuff is great. But then they, like, they're like, well, let's show you what sa- Satanists are really like. And I'm like, I don't need this. Just tell me more about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually pretty good. I mean, especially if you're a horror fan, you might not know some of these things. And the Poltergeist one was probably my favorite because they really actually debunk a lot of stuff. Uh, and uh, it actually works out. It actually made me appreciate the movie a whole lot more. So, yeah, I would check that out. Remember, uh, Trumple Pod gets you 30, 30 days of uh, Shudder. And guess what? You can use those 30 days uh, probably more than you otherwise would because we all have a lot more time on our hands. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm over at threeingreeners.com, uh, daily sh- sh- our weekly uh, news and review show, and also we got a uh, movie commentary. So the next week we're doing one for Midsummer. I think uh, Steve's joining us for that. So yeah, that'll be uh, great because Lee has never seen Midsummer, and I was talking to Ethan today, and I said, you know what? I feel like half of this commentary's uh, entertainment will just be Lee reacting. To that <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> <laughs> or us waiting for it we're like Shh, yeah. hold on hold on hold on <laughs> quiet down quiet down why are these old people standing on a cliff oh shit no oh, yeah no no, 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 no just hold on <laughs> that'd be so much fun um yeah and i'm over on uh, twitter foam critic kurt i'm over on letterbox fatal koala i've been trying to get a change to film critic kurt but they don't let me so i'm stuck with fatal koala but you know what whatever it works it's uh, fucking adorable and fatal yeah you know what? Koalas don't fuck with the koalas. No, I wouldn't. I, 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 I can talk from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick backstory. I one time went to Australia and I went to some zoo and I was like, oh, that koala is so adorable. And the guy was like, oh, they'll kill you, eh? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a fatal koala. That was it. Bad backstory for that username. Anyways. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now.